So our kitchen counters are full of little granite full of crystals. Granite crystals. Yeah. So if you look at a lot of your, it's one of, of the reasons we bought the house. Really, I remember when we looked at the house. I was like, oh my gosh, there's garnet in the countertops. <laughs> it's made for us. <laughs> I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And we have made it through the holiday season. Yeah. And the birthday season. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2019. Woohoo! Here we go. Uh, we had a great Christmas. Uh, spent it down in Utah with my family. And then from straight to Christmas into birthdays. Yep. It's Jonathan's birthday. Then the twins. Then the twins' birthday. Then New Year's. Then New Year's. <laughs> so it was just... Party after party after party. Party after party. And I always get a little sad after the holiday season. Oh. It's just so much fun. But I'm not... I mean, I'm, I am I had my usual sadness, but now I'm excited. I'm crazy excited for Tucson this year. Yeah. I don't know why, but I get giddy thinking about it. I, I, <laughs> I have a prepared shopping list this year. Ooh, I like did, a personal one? Yeah, personal for me. Okay. I'm just, well, and, and a lot of it is just what's out there. Sure, but sure. I, you got to, number one is availability. I mean, you can make the lists as, make as many lists as you want, but that doesn't mean it's actually available. I know, like for years I've wanted a dinosaur egg. Yeah. It's not in my future. No, it's probably should take that off the list. After, it's not, it's never going to leave the list just in case I find one that I can afford, but... Which is probably illegal. Which is probably... <laughs> I, so, I started wanting a dinosaur egg about the year after China made it illegal to export dinosaur eggs. Oops. Bad timing for you. Bad timing for me. And and if you get caught with one, not good. It's not good. So uh, An illegally right. removed one from right. China. Right. Which, are, which were the affordable ones. The yes. ones from the U.S. are... I mean, they're not affordable. In my price range. So... But there we go. A girl can dream. Okay. Dinosaur eggs. Okay. But today we're going to talk about garnet. Garnet. It is January's birthstone, so it, it seems fitting. Yes. And we've talked about a couple different kinds of garnets. We've talked about groschler garnet, which is your green garnets, your savorite, your mint garnet. We talked about our lotus garnet, which right. is a combination of three different types of garnet, pyrope, almondine, and spessartine. Right. Today, garnets are crazy. We're yeah, just going to put huge, that out there. It's a huge group. It's, not, it's a group. Right. And uh, so you've got two different types of garnets. You've got aluminum garnets and then calcium garnets. Right. And the garnets we're going to talk about today are aluminum garnets, but we're specifically going to talk about pyrope and almondine. Right. Um, Spessart. Spessartine is also part of the aluminum garnets, but we're oh, going we'll to talk that. about that on another day. Yeah, because the garnets are just so big. There's they're... only so much that you'll listen yeah. to us about. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you have fans out there. They all love you. So, oh, no. the garnet group is a group of silicate, silicate minerals that have been used since the Bronze Ages as gemstones and abrasives. And they all have possessed the similar similar physical properties and crystal forms, but they all differ a little bit in the chemical composition. Right. So going down to that, the part that we're going to talk about in the chemical composition are the ones that primarily have aluminum. Now, pyrope has aluminum with magnesium. Almondine has aluminum with iron. Right. 
And uh, they're all part of the cubic crystal structure. Mm-hmm. And their habit is dodecahedron. Dodecahedron. Which is probably one of the coolest crystal habits to say, dodecahedron. <laughs> and it gives you the coolest looking specimens. Like, I have, we have some garnet specimens that, bam, they're killer. If you don't know what a dodecahedron looks like, Google it, man. It's cool. So pyrope and almondine kind of make up what you call the red garnets. Right, and that's the traditional. So when you go back, the word garnet um, comes from Middle English word of gurnet, which means Gurnet, gosh, gurnet. Gurnet, gurnet, which meaning dark red, which is derived from Latin of granatus, or from granum, meaning grain or seed, most likely referencing um, like oh, a pomegranate. Pomegranates. Yeah. Oh. So that obviously pomegranate has a is a fruit that contains lots of vivid red seeds. Yeah. The, that look like the twenties had their first pomegranates over Christmas. Yeah. They loved them. I didn't. I mean, that makes sense. It's about the same color. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So red garnet is probably the most common and widespread of gemstones. It is found on every continent and typically in metamorphic rocks, which is why you find it a lot in your granite slabs. So red garnet can be of two different kinds. Both almondine and pyrope can both be red. Yes. They're both red. Yes. Um, So almondine uh, was commonly known as carbuncle. Mm-hmm. Which carbuncle in Latin was meaning live coal or burning coal. Yeah, so. so there's a lot of association with carbuncle stones emitting their own light. A lot of legends and lore about how a carbuncle stone will uh, glow in the middle of the night. There's all this legend about carbuncles glowing. And what was actually done, and there's... There's like a little book of the temple that uh, is from ancient Greece that talks about how to get these carbuncle stones to glow in your temple. It's like a how-to for priests. And what they would use is like fish bile and the scales from fish that were phosphorescent. And they would coat, they would make this like little concoction, tincture, they tincture they called it, and would coat the outside of the gem and actually make it phosphorus and glow. So they could show all the parishioners in their temple that they have glowing stones. And the stones would glow for hours to days, depending on on the potency of the concoction and that they could actually, you know, just reapply later that day and the stones would glow that night. That's crazy. Yeah. There you go. Ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, fish scales (laughs) (laughs) and almondine is definitely the most common of all the, the precious garnets. Pyrope, which is Greek and peripos meaning fire eyed. So pyrope garnet, became very popular in the 1500s due to the famous Bohemian garnet mines. In the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic. And they were active from the 1500s to the 1800s. So, I mean, that is some serious activity. Serious. That's a long time. But the average size was less than 0.10 carat. 
Tiny. Tiny. So they had, so that's why you see in a lot of um, vintage antique jewelry, really uh, small, but a lot of garnets. So they were used in clusters uh, kind of to make them, make more of a statement. Uh, there was even records that showed for every two tons of garnet mined from these mines, there was only one stone found equaling 2.5 carats. Hmm. I mean, so typically we th- when we think of garnets, we think large crystal size because that's we're thinking almondine, really. But high rope, not so much. Hmm. Interesting. There's even um, high ropes from Utah and Arizona. They're called anthill garnets. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because ants would actually carry them around, right? They would... So ant... Ants would build their little nests, their little ant hills, and while they were digging, they would kick out, they would remove the garnets. So you could walk across the deserts in Arizona and Utah and find it scattered with all these little pyrope garnets that the ants had kicked out of their ant hills. So you can still find those, they're pretty little red garnets. It's from Utah and Arizona. Yeah. Okay, now we should talk about when pyrope meets almondine mm. when Rhodolite. two become one in <laughs> rhodolite yeah and rhodolite is greek for rose i also thought it could be due to the rhododendron flower mm. but I all of our point twice. of all of our point of purchases say rhododendron oh really uh-huh oh. it's greek for rose so we should talk about when two become one Okay. Pyrope and almondine getting together. The isomorphous mixture. Yeah. <laughs> garnets, <laughs> garnets are known for this. Garnets kind of, you know, get cozy with each other. They right. don't stay just pyrope, just almondine. You have combinations like our lotus garnet, which is a combination of all the aluminum garnets, pyrope, almondine, and spessartine. Right. Yeah, I mean, it gets real, it gets crazy. They, they get friendly with each other. They love getting friendly with each other. So so we call that combination of pyrope and almondine rhodolite. Rhodolite was first discovered in the U.S. Did yeah. you know that? Really? Where? Yeah, in North Carolina hmm. in the 1880s. It was a small mine in the 1880s, an alluvial deposit that was mined out by the 1900s. And then you don't really see much of it on the market until the 1960s, and it comes from Tanzania in the Umba River Valley, which is also an alluvial deposit. So in that Umba River Valley, you find rhodolite, you find our, you find uh, lots of fun stuff. What else do you find in the Umba River Valley? Sapphires. 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 Tons of sapphires. Yeah. Yeah. So you find sapphires, you find garnets, you find... All sorts of good stuff. But rhodolite is alluvial, so they're typically water-worn, gravel-worn pebbles. Right. Rhodolite is the most valuable of the red garnets. It is probably the most... Uh, it's probably the prettiest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a combination of red and purple. Which is what's kind of interesting is, is you're taking two fairly dark red stones... You put them together, and suddenly you get purple. 
Yeah, it but it is like this pinky purpley red color. Yeah. And and some of them like pyrope and almondine are notoriously dark. They're notoriously yeah, dark, dark gemstones. Dark, but you can have rhodolite that's light and really beautiful. Yeah. So it, I mean nature's crazy, man. Yeah. There you go. And what I like now is we're seeing a lot of purple garnet come out, which is very strongly colored purple. Yeah. That Pure, like pure, a pure purple, purple, which is super cool. Which is also, I mean, you don't want to call it rhodolite because rhodolite is that but it is mixture, pyro, but it is pyrope and almondine. Yeah. So we're having some fun with purple garnets. We started buying those last, last year, a couple years ago. A year and a half, yeah. Yeah, and they come from the Umba River Valley too. Yeah. Okay, so red garnets have a pretty storied history. They've been around for a long time. Right. Uh, they are probably one of the oldest used gemstones in jewelry. Mm-hmm. There are, I think one of the oldest found was a pair of a, a string of Egyptian beads found in a tomb dating back 5,000 years. Wow. Yeah. Long time ago. That is a long time ago. And so they were really treasured. They were one of the most traded gemstones in ancient Greece. Um, during the time of Pliny the Elder, they were used as currency, and they were also heavily used as signet rings and intaglios. And so, you know, a prominent man would have his own family crest or design carved into the ring, and he would use that to seal wax letters and all of that stuff to make sure people knew it was coming from him and that it was secure. Right. So that was cool. Uh, in the Middle Ages... They were favored with clergy and nobility as a way to symbolize the divine sacrifice of Christ's blood, the red garnet color of blood. And it gets tied in with blood, this red gemstones. Definitely. But Christianity isn't the only religion to use carbuncle, I guess, or garnet. Uh, The Quran says that the fourth heaven is composed of carbuncle. Yeah. So there you go. A heaven made up of garnet. Um, and mythology says that dragon's eyes are carbuncles. And Greek mythology um, says that a pomegranate references a gift of love and is associated with eternity. And so therefore, oh, garnet. Yeah. Eternity. Eternity. A yeah. gift of eternal love. Yeah, and then also Hades Mm -hmm. gave a pomegranate to Persephone before she left him to ensure her speedy return. Therefore, Garnet, you can give to someone you love before they leave on a trip because it's believed to heal the broken bonds of lovers. Jonathan, you're hitting me hard with all this love stuff. Yeah, isn't that fun? (laughs) All this this love lore. I love it, Jonathan. I want to get back to blood. (laughs) You want to get back to blood? Yeah, and then if you also, um, the Hebrew writers, so uh, they talk about it's also one of the 12 gems in Aaron's breastplate. And so, and also according to legend, Noah used a finely cut glowing garnet to illuminate the ark during those dark, wet days and nights. Oh my oh. gosh! That's, so it's it's all those are over. Some good stories. There are good yeah. stories. I didn't realize Persephone was associated though with garnet though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's why they say there's also seasons because she ate six pomegranate seeds. So when she starts to get sad because she's missed her family and from Earth, that's why you get fall and winter. Oh, there you go. 
Very cool. Back to blood. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can use it to cure blood ailments. Yeah. Because, you know, it's association with red. And it is supposed to make you invulnerable to wounds. So in battle, a lot of soldiers would use it. Now, there is a Asiatic tribe that kind of went the opposite route of that, and they made garnet bullets. Pretty awesome. Because they believed that they would increase the impact of the wound. Interesting. So there's also a tribe in India that shot them from bows, Uh not bullets, but bows. And the tribal belief was that the stone would inflict wounds, which would be particularly bloody. Yeah. So this wasn't used just by bullets and arrows. and So it's like garnets are everywhere. So these garnet bullets were used by the... Hanzas in 1892 against British troops on the Kashmir frontier. Hmm. Yeah, you can actually, I mean, they've they've saved them as little curiosities. Hmm. Pretty cool. Garnet. Gosh, Garnet. I love that. If you ever want, I was at a, what was I? Oh, I was at a ladies' night. And I was talking to somebody about all the different colors of garnets, and they were like, I didn't know that was a garnet, and I used the gosh garnet line and they cracked up and i never get anyone to laugh at that i even made this huge like ad thing like gosh garnet because you know gosh darn it but gosh garnet and it cracks me up every time we have to thank your aunt kate for that one though yeah for sure yeah kate farnsworth delivered the first gosh garnet line there you go. Thank you, Kate. I use it you daily. I use it daily. We should trademark <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to say about Gosh Garnet? All right. I think that wraps up Garnet. At least yeah. Red Garnet. Red Garnet. We have so many other Garnets to talk about. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But anyway, I'm super excited for the upcoming weeks. We have some big things. We're taking Gem Junkies on the road to Tucson. Yeah. And we're going to do some exciting, fun interviews there. Yeah, we should have some. Those should be really fun. Yeah, I'm, I like I said, all jazzed up for Tucson. So, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to see what we do in our real life, you can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Parlay Gems. Um, I'm Brecken. And Jonathan. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.